0: You call yourself a maker? You smell like failure and corn chips. Drop and give me four to five minutes. This is not your grandparents' tinker toys, it's the Creator's Collective. Listen up and don't give me that face. Right, Herbert Holtz and Walker
1: are about to demonstrate the proper way to create. And if you got questions, you had better be in the live chat, otherwise I am going to plant my boots so far up your honey that your mother
0: is going to be crying. Now listen up, jelly piece of cow pies.
1: And we're back for another exciting week of the Creators Collective. And uh, this week we have some fun things to talk about. At least I have fun things I want to talk about. I don't know about you guys, but they're fun to me. (laughs) Uh, I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Especially this week we have uh, two new patrons. uh, Caleb Harris from You Can Make This Too. A great... Yeah, a great YouTube channel. Got to check him out. And then uh, John uh, from John Made It, uh, another cool uh, content creator. So uh, thank you guys for joining in. And you two are also joining the, uh, the, the top patrons. So this week, our top patrons are Darren Mates, Caleb Harris, and John. So thank you for that. And uh, if you'd like to join us, you can find out more at uh, patreon.com backslash creatorscollective. Um, also, for news this week, we have started uh, finally putting things up on SoundCloud. Uh, it takes a bit more for me to put things up there, so I'm uh, finally getting around to doing that. But if you are a SoundCloud person, um, then I guess you haven't found us yet. <laughs> but we do have the uh, the podcast now available on on SoundCloud. So that's about it for our news and uh, things. Let's uh, let's jump into what's on the bench, uh, Zach. Since you're on the top of the list, what you got?
0: Um, so this week. I can I can like usually not even remember what I had for breakfast by like noon I'm trying to remember what I did this past week uh, there's a reason I'll, you're
1: first on the list it's so much fun to listen to you squirm
0: yeah um, that's why I should go last because then I can like you know plan the stuff out a little bit better at least I can have like <laughs> you know a minute to figure out what I'm supposed to say um, so yeah I think this last week I spent a lot of time uh, forging stuff and working' uh, work, trying to figure out spent some time on my press trying to figure out, uh, more hammer making stuff. And, you know, I've heard it a million times before and I kind of half bought into it, but you know, people say, uh, you get, you get a press or a power hammer and you can't do anything on those that you can't do by hand. And that is so true. (laughs) Like, um, if you don't know, if, if you don't have the skills to, to move the metal the way you want it to move, uh the these big tools don't make it any easier and i spent a lot of a lot of time this week um actually making dies for punching out hammers cuz that's something i really want to get into um so i if you guys follow my instagram stories i actually broke uh h13 steel die for punching out the center hammers it like broke in three spots when i tried to press through it so it's uh wow. just just that's, the that's yeah, impressive and h13 is pretty tough stuff. I mean, it's kind of arguably the best steel for, um, when you need something really, really hot that doesn't deform under heat. So, um, it was, it's definitely just the amount of time that I've spent trying to make the tools to make the tools is it's a whole new challenge in and of itself. Uh, I think I failed the other day I was trying to get, I mean, cause just punching the eyes out for the hammers. Yeah. You can do it super quick on a press, but there's a you, if you don't get it perfect, it's really easy to punch them off center and screw stuff up. So I actually screwed up like four hammer blanks that I cut out of 5160 uh, before I got front. Just trying to mess with the the die that I made for the press, I messed up like four of those. Finally got frustrated, drove down to the steel place, bought a bunch of mild steel because it's a lot cheaper to screw that up than it is to screw up my blocks of, of 5160, and I just punched out, you know, seven or eight hammers and modified the, the die every time until I got it right. So, uh, and that's totally new for me. I mean, I'm, it's, it's definitely <laughs> learning through failure, but, uh, I finally got it figured out and, you know, sometimes that's really the only way to, to do stuff, but, uh, spent a lot of time doing that. And also the big news for this week is actually two big, two big newses, two big news, two, How do you say that? (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: Breaking news. uh, Two uh, items of big news.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, One is the video that I just released. Um, It's a really simple project. I think it's simple. It's just that backlit LED sign. But uh, the amount of time that I put into... The shooting, the production, and the editing of that video is like five times what I normally do. I mean, I spent more time uh, editing the video and, you know, color grading and and actually writing the music for the video, um, which is the second big news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my my good friend John Bailey and I, we started a while back. We were talking about how there's for this whole maker world and the whole YouTube thing, the, the most challenging thing, the most, one of the most frustrating things for me is trying to find music that isn't objectionably terrible to use. Um, that's royalty free. And uh, so he's an amazing like producer. So we started writing music and then we got the idea like, well, let's, what if we put this out there? What if we just make no frills, like free royalty-free music that anybody can download and use, and there's no strings attached. It's just out there, and then we'll set up a Patreon, and hopefully the community, being as awesome as it is, will find value in that, and hopefully our, our Patreon will make it all worthwhile. So that's what we've been doing. Uh, the two tracks that were in the, the video that I just produced are the two that we wrote, and we also just launched our site with that video called ampletunes.com. So for anybody out there who uh, you know is looking for music that they can use in their videos, it's I think it's the production is very very high quality. It doesn't sound um, like yeah, it's
1: totally know. sweet. I'm i going actually gonna be using one of them in my video coming out
0: today. Awesome. And
1: uh, yeah, I, I am I am a patron of yours now. So yes, you guys gotta uh, check it out. I don't it's know who's first,
0: music. you or Paul Jackman, but uh, Paul beat I think me. Oh, did he? Yeah, he nice. was on a couple of Well, you are giving us more money, so you are our favorite. <laughs> you get priority, um, but uh, yeah, I think it's. I really, truly think that it's going to take off. Um, you know, I, it is so long as people find the value in it, and obviously, you don't have to give us any money, or you don't have to support us to use our music. But it really does yeah. take a considerable amount of time and effort to write and record and edit songs. I mean, it's if you think it, it's equally laborious as uh i think that's the right word for uh is making a project is making a song it's takes a lot of time and uh john's super talented so well, even for the uh, price
1: of a patreon it's far cheaper than any other music place you're going to get you know he's yeah, a mean, few bucks out of a month that's yeah. that's phenomenal
0: and i and i think it's going to do well um, especially since it's it's out there now and i know jimmy dressed is going to use some of it in his videos so i think uh you know when people start putting it in their videos and the only thing we ask is just you know, throw our names in the credits so that other people can find us. But I think I've talked about this enough. Um, Oh, I should say though, that if you do become a patron, Patreon, pa- patron, patron
2: on Patreon, I'm
0: really struggling today <laughs> <laughs> with, with English, yeah. uh, but uh, we're, we're hoping to do like maybe one, probably two to three new uh, tracks a month. And we have different genres. Uh, John is, yeah, I, I can play and I can play instruments. John can make, turn it into anything. He's incredible. So um, yeah, I love for- his
1: electric stuff.
0: It's, it's ridiculous. The guy, I mean, he is seriously one of the most talented human beings I've ever met in my life. Uh, it's, it's incredible. But um, yeah, for any of our patrons, if, if you guys like our music, if you support us, um, give us recommendations of genres or types of songs that you want, and you're going to get priority. So if you want James, James is being our, our second patron. Um, he wants some sort of folk tunes so probably in the next month we'll create some folk tunes that he can use on his channel and anybody can use so anyway i'm done talking about this it's been <laughs> I,
2: I wish i wish i had known about uh the the ampletunes.com that you yeah, actually launched the website and everything because i just put a video out on music for videos um uh, <clears throat> like last friday uh but yeah so Anywho, <laughs> well, what you got, Will? Uh, so, good segue. Um, I just put out a video on uh, music for your videos uh, from my film school Friday last Friday, um, with a big highlight on uh, Artlist.io, uh, which I am an affiliate of theirs, um, and so that was a pretty that had a pretty good response, um, and I got some people that signed up for it. And uh, I, I think it's really not to steal from Zach's, you know, big news. Um, but I think Artlist is also a really great, uh, great resource, but it's not free. So Well, ours is, so there. So there. So we're better. <laughs> and we're makers. And you're makers, yeah. Yeah. Um, support us. Support us, yeah. Support <laughs> Support them and Artlist, because that supports me. Um, <laughs> uh, we, big, the, I've got big news. Um, so I talked about uh, how we're putting a pool in last week. Well, they actually started on Tuesday. And holy crap, it's bigger than I realized. Um, so they got the, the track hoe out on Tuesday and dug the hole and... I was out shooting transit, trying to get elevations for the building that I'm going to build yeah. next to. I thought you
1: said you were building a pool. That, that's a lake, <laughs> yeah. dude.
2: It's yeah, it's friggin' big. <laughs> uh, they dug the hole, and I was like, "Oh no, this is like because I had, I had marked it out, I had sprayed it out in marking paint on the ground, and it doesn't look the same. You know, it's just a white line on grass. But when they dig a hole, it's like, oh, that's quite large." Um, So that's what I've been wrapping my head around uh, is making sure that I have all my ducks in a row and I'm meeting with subcontractors and uh, and trying to do elevations, doing a lot of stuff in SketchUp to show, um, you know, to kind of plan the space, uh, which has been really cool because it's gotten me a lot more familiar with SketchUp because it was by necessity. Like I had to do it um, where I never taught myself SketchUp for woodworking because I could always just actually draw it on a piece of paper. And that was quicker for me. Uh, but so now I'm going to start transitioning into uh, SketchUp for woodworking. And I'm actually submitting my first like plan um, to uh, toolstoday.com, which is a company that I've worked with before. Uh, and I make videos for their channel and their website. And uh, it's a really good relationship. Um, other than that, uh, I started work on... Uh, finally on that mulberry live edge uh bench uh, which turns out the guy that wanted me to build it for him is moving and no longer needs the bench but i would started it anyway (laughs) um so it's gonna have white oak uh, iron buffed white oak bench base with a mulberry top so it'll be almost like the legs will be almost black um and it'll be a low bench so it'll be about 16 and a half inches tall instead of the normal, like 17 to 19. Um, but what else? Uh, oh, and my dining table. I finally, I'm making headway trying to wrap that project up the walnut dining table. Uh, I got the leg blanks glued up and they're both about 40 pounds and I have to turn them on the lathe. And I'm <laughs> kind of scared to turn the lathe on. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Uh, And the last thing is uh, I went out last night. uh, I got invited to um, some kind of beginner woodworkers had found me on YouTube uh, and invited me out to happy hour. And so I said, yeah, sure. Like, I'll go. And I showed up. And uh, one of them actually, he knew my background in photography and woodworking. Um, So he had this antique four by five large format camera uh, that needs a little bit of work but he gave it to me um cool that's cool yeah that's really cool so i'm uh making an awesome video i'm yeah trying to kind of restore that you know bring it to its former glory um but it was just it was so nice of him i thought uh that i thought i should talk about it on the show today just to give him kind of a, a thank you you know so uh other than that uh i got that's i think that's everything that's all my big news is cool <laughs>
0: Well, that's all your big news is for the day. (laughs)
2: That's all my big news is for the day. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that should be a band. The big news is for the day or just the big news is
0: just the, maybe like Huey Lewis and the news is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, that's good. I like it. Uh, James, what do you got going on, man?
0: Well, um,
1: I am getting more and more into the, the live videos. I really enjoy doing these. Um, They're, they're just, they're, they're fairly easy to make and the audience is great. And so we've had um, as many as a thousand people um, live on there. And the fun thing is my wife actually man's the chat. And so you get to actually talk with her behind my back while I'm working on a project. And we've started working on a joinery window, uh, which is um, you take six boards and nine joints and you each joint is different, and so it's a good way to practice joints. And you end up with this really worthless thing in the end that looks like a window. Um, but you are taking each uh, um, so nine weeks. Each of the uh, the live chats, or the live videos, will be doing a, a separate joint in it, and so we'll be going into detail on each of these joints and how I make them. And you can watch me mess up and make mistakes and all the little behind the scenes things that normally just get edited out of the video for time's sake. Um, you actually get to see. What what all goes into actually making the joint? Um, so those are those are turning into a lot of fun. Uh, we're trying to do those Tuesday nights now. Uh, so if you want to see those, hop over to my channel. Um, and then also the the dining table. Um, yes, uh, I I finally have I, I the the two sides jointed together, flipped them over, and I'm flattening them. Um, so today I'm going to be working on the edge, um, getting that all cleaned up and ready to go and possibly doing the last epoxy pour on the top, uh, filling all of the little voids and bug holes and things like that. So this is coming together. And this thing is huge. I mean, it is just, it is incredibly massive. And I am so looking forward to having this upstairs. So hopefully next week, I'm going to start working on the base for it. And if you've seen any pictures of that, it's going to be, a, um, it's, it's a, a kind of a, a interesting take on a trestle base. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing that. But uh, that's
2: about it for uh,
1: uh, for what's going on in my shop. Uh, let's see. Do we have any questions?
2: I think we do, yeah. Uh, a few questions, actually. Cool. Um, <laughs> this one's from Alexandra uh, Villa, uh, Villanueva. Uh, James, you want to take a stab at that one?
1: You're supposed to let James <laughs> do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, Bob Renzira? Rin- <laughs> that's yeah.
2: how you say it? <laughs> um, have you guys had any creepy fan encounters? And I think he means like fans of the channels uh, or podcasts, not like a ceiling fan. Um,
1: I've had a couple that were just kind of, I don't know if they were like overly excited or just naturally that way. That were just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, but not bad, just kind of. I, I think that people expect us to be something other than regular people sometimes. And that, that kind of gets odd.
0: I had a comment the other day on my sign video and somebody said, I'm not gay, but <laughs> dot, 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 something like that. That's how the message started. It's kind of flattering actually.
2: Uh, that's funny. I had somebody, I had a, I had a similar <laughs> comment on, uh, on YouTube.
0: I wonder if it's the same I guy. He's like,
2: yeah, totally not <laughs> gay, bro. But, <laughs> uh, uh, creepy fan. Uh, no, I had one time I was at Lowe's and I was, walking out I needed like mineral spirits or something and I'm walking out and a guy was loading his truck with some plywood and he's like Will Walker and I was like uh, yeah that's me and I was like crap do I know you from like have I met you before like you know have I just forgotten your face and he's like no 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 you're Will Walker from YouTube and I went oh yeah I am and then I tried to play it cool and I was like hey yeah like cool so yeah what, what are you working on man as he's loading plywood into his truck and he goes uh uh no, nothing and i was like <laughs> what's the plywood for oh i'm just making a bed and i was like uh okay do you want to how what's the bed like and here's just it's just a bed it's whatever and i was like all right man
0: making torture dungeon
2: yeah. it's like cool man well thanks for watching and then i left and it was just funny
0: sounds more awkward than creepy
2: <laughs> yeah i think he was just like you know like called my name out and he's like crap now I have to talk like and <laughs> you know oh my god it's the guy from YouTube. Um, what's
0: kind what's kind of strange for me like I guess it's not creepy but it's kind of weird is that usually people ask like hey man can I you know come by your shop on such and such day and I'm like yeah man we'll we'll make something or whatever so I have some every now and then somebody swings by. And nobody ever asks for my address, but everybody always shows up to my house, That's, which is just kind of weird. That is
2: weird. Do you have it, like, anywhere, like, on your, like... Yeah, uh, it's on my website. Okay.
0: I should probably take it off my <laughs> website now. I trust you, podcast listeners. I'm not going to take it down, but nobody lives around here anyway, so...
2: That's funny. I don't know. Um, I had I had uh, another... Uh, I'm going to do another take on creepy fan... Encounter. Uh, I've got 26 foot ceilings in my great room. And I had to, when I was building the house, I had to install the fan, like the big fan for the great room. And I borrowed a buddy's scaffolding, but he didn't have all the braces. Like he just couldn't find some of the braces. Uh. So, and it was on wheels. And so I'm standing on a two by 10. They didn't even have the proper walk board for the top of the scaffolding. So I'm three bucks up on scaffolding on a two by 10 and my wife is pushing me like into position like so I can get around this thing. And because it didn't have the right braces, the whole scaffolding is like racking. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. This is so creepy. So that's my creepy fan encounter.
1: Oh, no fun.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think my wife cried because she was scared.
1: But. Let's see. We have another question from Derek Ons. Um I want to get more into hand tools, uh, need a better plane, but I have a a poorly made Amazon hand plane. I think the lack of quality is the reason I don't think to use it much. Um, Yeah, uh, there are, uh, do not buy uh, hand planes from the big box store. Yes, they are cheap, but they are cheap. Um, And with a lot of work, you can make them work for about five minutes and then they go out of tune and you have to work on them again. Uh, They're just, they're just not worth the money. They are there merely so that uh, the big box store can say that it has a hand plane for sale. Um, That being said, I would not recommend a new plane that is less than a hundred dollars. Now I've been told the ones from Grizzly are decent, um, but I haven't had a chance to try them. I would, I would like to, I have not yet. Um, but yeah, I have not. I've not found one other than the the Stanley Sweetheart planes. Those are the cheapest that I have played with that I would recommend. And even those are, are going to take a little bit of work, but they'll 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 work for you. They're 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 somewhat decent.
2: I know Mike Pekovic, um from Fine Woodworking, or is it Popular Woodworking? Uh, uh, Ma- fine, fine, Fine Woodworking. Anyway, Mike Pekovic, uh who is an incredible, incredible woodworker. Uh, just his Instagram feed is like, oh my gosh. Um but uh he did a he did a, a kind of a um uh, what do you call it like a seminar like a I don't know where you stand in front of a bunch of people and you talk and there's like you know you have your little microphone and there's like a conference I don't know mm-hmm. anyway he did a whole thing on the Stanley sweetheart series um and setting him up and and he if he can vouch for him then you know that's saying something because yeah. he's Mike yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now I would like to get my hand on the Grizzly planes. Um is there I know a guy. Relatively cheap, but uh
2: Yeah, I could I should probably I'm going to talk to my guys at Grizzly and see if they can send me their their set and kind of, you know, run them through their paces and try to put put out like an honest you know, you cause I've got some Tell them to send need, them
1: to each of us and then we can all do like a collaboration with their planes.
0: I would like some good hand chisels because I don't have any good ones. I have like I bought like a set of the DeWalt ones, like the Ford DeWalt chisels that come in like a plastic, hard plastic wrap thing, like a couple of years yeah, ago. Like,
2: like a framer's chisel. Like,
0: no, I mean, they're, like, they're, they're, they're wood chisels, but they're, they're, uh, do you not like not, the handles? I don't know. They're DeWalt. Or? They're, I don't know. I just, they work. I'm just, I feel like I'm probably missing out on what it's like to have a, you know, a good set of them. <laughs> I, I got, uh, or a couple of years ago, I got one some of the Narex or just one of the Narex uh, corner chisels, the ninety degree chisels, and I was pretty impressed with that. I still have it, but my main work chisels are just like the the Dewalt ones. So they they, they work, but I feel like I've said work a whole lot in the past few sentences. Um, yeah, I don't know.
2: I like my Stanley sweetheart. Um,
0: chisels. Are they new or uh, old?
2: No, they're the new ones. Yeah. How much are they? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on how many you get. Um, obviously <laughs> yeah because uh, you can buy them in kits you know you can buy like a four you can buy one chisel or you can buy a four chisel set or a seven chisel set um i think i got the four chisel set and then added a 16 uh no an eighth inch chisel and it was like 100 bucks i think or 75 bucks
1: see i've never Something been like a big that. fan of the socket uh, chisels but uh, a lot of people really like them just different preferences I,
2: yeah i i I didn't like them at first because the handles mm-hmm. weren't fit properly um, and they would drop. And so it was like, you know, <laughs> I was scared for my toes um, and my you know concrete floor. Uh, but I've gotten to like them a lot better and the, they're super easy to, to sharpen. Like the steel is like that perfect like blend of it's not too hard that it takes forever to sharpen, yeah. but it still holds an edge. Um and they stay sharp for so. one of the projects i
1: want to do is actually i have a, a set of the harbor freight wooden handle chisels and the steel is not the best but it still holds an edge nicely and you're going to sharpen them a little bit more often but not that bad um, not for you know spending nine dollars for six chisels um but i what i want to do is is uh take the handles off and make handles that i like um because the yeah, a lot of people really worry a lot about the steel and the chisels, and I think that's like the the last thing to consider when when picking a chisel, um, because y- you're going to have to sharpen them. Um, it's just you're going to have to sharpen them a little bit more if you get cheaper steel, but it's not that much more. Um, the 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 big difference for me is the handles. Um, you got to have something that's comfortable in your hand. You got to have something you like to use. You got to have something that feels good to you. But that's what I recommend. I
0: still want to. Uh... While we're on the subject of, you know, sharp, pokey things. Uh, I know we'd mentioned uh, Timber Slick, mm. Will, a while back. And I, I'm still totally game for that uh, forging one. I just, I'm waiting on, so I have a tempering oven coming from Even Heat. And uh, I can't really make any quality <laughs> hardened steel products until I get that tempering oven. I can quench them, but then they're super brittle and I need to temper them back down. So I should have that in like a week or two and then i'm probably just going to go gung-ho making uh you know destructive things cool hammers and knives and all sorts of fun stuff you
2: should make a throwing axe
0: i'd love to actually uh, you know i started listening to the fools with tools podcast and one of their earlier episodes they were talking i can't remember how it came about but somehow they started talking about spaxes which is like a combination between a spoon and an axe, <laughs> which is not a thing. I think. I, oh, I remember. So it was like apparently, apparently. I don't. I don't remember all the details, but there was an axe and the the uh, handle came loose. So somebody wedged, like, cut the head off of a spoon and wedged it in the handle to tighten it back up. And then the term spax was coined on the podcast, and uh, I, I think it would be a super awesome to make a spack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a total waste of time like make something beautiful and just completely devalue it by shimming it with a spoon. But yeah, most useless uh, tool ever. But that's the stuff people people love, like worthless things on youtube uh, it seems
2: no and you could like, like I, I, you could open the bot- box of cereal like with the axe and then like spoon it in yes <laughs> I,
0: I i just i i know that i want to end the video with me like eating cereal with it and then like throwing it and sticking it into a wall like in the same kind Yeah, first try <laughs> yeah I, I doubt it i know exactly what's if i ever actually do this i know exactly what's going to happen i'll have the cereal i'll throw the axe and immediately bust the spoon off of the eye of the handle. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know how we got to talking about Spaxes. eating cereal with axes. We got another question from
1: Castro. Castro? I'm guessing Castro. It's, it says Castro. Okay. So,
2: Hola, yeah. Fidel.
1: <laughs> if you had to start over on YouTube, like from scratch, uh, what would be your topic for your channel? I guess that James would start over with a power tool. Yeah. <laughs> uh i i you know i've actually thought about this quite a bit and i don't think i would change anything about the topic of the channel um I, I i i know that my my quality would be much better because i've learned so much in the last three years that uh i that's that's the that's the biggest thing with starting a channel is, is learning how to actually work it how to edit videos how to shoot them and uh that's
0: still learning
1: probably yeah. the biggest change i would make but i don't know if i would change my i don't know if i would i would change the uh the topic what about you guys?
2: Uh, I've been touring with this for a while. Um, if I started over again, it would probably be a photography, videography channel, um, which I don't think is any surprise to anybody here. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there's, it's the same in the in the making community. Like there's, you know, a lot of channels kind of around that that theme. So I don't know. That's that's hard. I think. I think the smart thing to do would be if you're going to start a channel from scratch have a really niche super niche uh kind of theme kind of like be the only one and be unique uh and i don't know what that would be
0: if if you're looking for success i was it's funny i was thinking the same thing the other day um i think i mean first let me answer the question if I, if i were to start over i don't think i'd do anything different i would just try and console myself and tell myself that uh you're doing everything right like do what you want to do don't try and chase trends and analytics and all of that because it takes the fun out of it and that's not why we got into this we didn't get into this i don't think anybody quit their day job and got into woodworking or fabrication because they wanted to make a ton of money um i think i've said it before and i think that if you love something you'll get good at it so keep that, you know, as soon as you start taking the the passion out of what you're doing, and as soon as it becomes about numbers and the analytics, if that's more important than enjoying yourself, then you're, you're doomed. Um, but yeah, I think what Will said though, there is something, if you have a niche that you're really interested in, I think that is the surest way to success. Cause I mean, you look at, uh, like Bobby Duke, uh, who carves amazing things. Uh, and I think like a year ago he had nothing and now, I think he's probably at a million subscribers like in a year, which is completely unheard of. It's insane. And I mean, he's, he deserves it. He does amazing work, but it's very niche. There's nobody else that's doing it. And you know, that every time he puts out a pro uh, project, it's, it's just, it's super unique. You can't find it on any other channels. And also Heath knuckles, same thing. Uh, he's been doing amazing work with, uh, epoxy and, and wood. I, I think he's kind of like the epoxy God of YouTube. Uh, his, castings or I don't know if that's what you call them, but, uh, they're just so amazing. They're just, they suck you in. And, uh, as much as everybody's doing epoxy everything now, he's, he has a, if you, if you're familiar with his, his work and his channel, it's nobody does it like he does. So I think, Will, you're spot on when, when you're, you know, mentioning, finding some sort of niche to get into. I think that's a really good formula. Cool. Well, um, we have
1: the Creators Photo Challenge. Uh, This is the off week. So last week we announced that we will be due next week. Uh, So make sure to get your pictures in for that. And this time we have the Rule of Thirds, which if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to last week or uh, Google it. There's a lot of good information on that. So we're looking for a picture on Instagram with Rule of Thirds and use the hashtag Creators Photo Challenge and you will be entered to win something And I think it's my week to give them something. So there'll probably be a t-shirt, maybe a card scraper. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Oh, yeah. And I sent all my shirts out the other day. So I I think I'm like pretty much all caught up and sold out again already. (laughs) Nice. I never order enough. I always think that like, so I usually order like 25 shirts at a time. And I'm like, yeah, that'll get me by. And then I do a post on Instagram and sell out, which is a good problem.
1: Well, we do have a joke of the week and this uh we actually asked for a joke of the week in the chat and several people gave us a, a, a couple of renditions on the same one. So this one we're going to throw the, the shout out to uh
2: the uh, f- filament company. Yeah, the filament that came in uh via Instagram uh, about 10 minutes ago. Um and then the duck uh also said yeah, the same the, the same joke. Uh but yeah, so why why did the 2 by 4 get put in the corner? Because it was knotty pine.
0: that (laughs) one's actually pretty good that one made me giggle yes
1: if you have your your worst joke you've ever told
0: uh please send it to us we will use it i can't believe this is still going i know it's it's like we started this we started this when johnny was on the podcast i think we had one
1: in the first podcast
0: i think we might have wow and they just keep coming it's crazy like i always say we're gonna run out and there's there's always another one every episode
1: Cool. Well, uh, let's get into what has been inspiring us. What are we watching, reading? Uh, Will, why don't you lead us off? Uh,
2: I got to give a shout out to Paul Jackman because he uh, d- he made a video on uh, just some lumber racks for uh, his shop. Uh, but he did it in the style of You Suck It Cooking, which is one of my absolute favorite channels. Uh, so he did a You Suck It Woodworking version. Uh, and it was... That was funny. It was good. So yes. good job, Paul.
1: <laughs> I love the low pressure cutter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh James, what are you what are you watching? Reading? Uh
1: worth the effort. Um uh, a YouTube channel. He used to be um predominantly hand tools, but has been uh going a little bit more hybrid and working with other things. Um just general woodworking education and a really cool channel with a lot of information. Um, but uh Today's video on my channel is Making a Tri-Square, and it's kind of saying thank you to him because um, he had made a video a while ago about making a grooving plane that uh, uh, kind of changed the way I looked at woodworking and was one of the big reasons why I became a hand tool woodworker. So uh, without his channel, uh, Wood by Right would probably not be here or at least be what it is today. So uh, thanks for that, but definitely go check it out.
2: Wow, that's like getting deep.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I made a video a while back on making a tri-square, so I'm interested to see how you go about it versus how I went about it.
1: Um, Yeah, for such a simple tool, there are a thousand ways to do it.
2: Yeah, I went the uh, Chris Schwarz slash Roy Underhill method because there's a uh, Woodwright Shop episode about tri-squares, and uh, and I basically just followed that.
1: (laughs) Mine's fairly simple, but with a few other oddities, so I kind of made it also into a marking gauge as well, so kind of a fun multi-tool.
2: Interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, <laughs> well, Zach, what how you about at? you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I am going to recommend my buddy, Jacob Farum, who is a blacksmith and he makes a lot of amazing stuff. And also he's just, he's, he's an amazing guy. Uh, I talk to him quite a bit on Facebook and I'm sure he's probably annoyed with answering all of my questions. And I have so many but uh, I mean, he, he has a pretty strong reputation in the, the blacksmithing community, and he's just, he's just a good dude. He does amazing work. So uh, if you're into that sort of thing, give him a follow. Yeah, that's my suggestion for the week. Cool. Do you have a tool of the week? Uh, not yet. Why doesn't somebody else go? <laughs> I love giving that to you. <laughs> uh,
2: James, what's your tool of the week?
1: I, uh, I have to go with the Tri Square. Um, I, I, I don't know if there's a project out there where I don't use a Tri Square. Uh, i know a lot of people really like using a combination square i i am not a fan of a combination square i just i've not found one that i like uh whereas a tri-square is just so quick and easy it's simple it's always there um and i i really like it so it is my uh my go-to tool of the week
2: i do love a good tri-square yeah i will um, so I've got two uh, just because two. I have, can't do that I, too. Yeah, Cause I can, I can, I'm Will Walker. I can have two if I want <laughs> um, and you can't stop me. Uh, so uh, got to mention art list again. It's an awesome tool for um, filmmaking uh, and just getting just really, really cinematic type music. Um, sorry. Who
0: else does that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> You hadn't you hadn't launched, when I made that video. Uh, otherwise, I would have thrown you in there too. But you know, early bird, whatever. Um, and the other one free is free bird. Fr- <laughs> yes, free bird gets the worm. Does he <laughs> have a lighter? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. Did uh, uh, I tell you guys I actually saw Leonard Skinner like probably one month ago? Like in
2: the grocery in store, concert. or like oh no, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, in concert. Wow, all all one original members was were there.
2: Yeah, it's like the bass player, right? The guy who didn't die. No, in the it's the
0: guitar player. It is like one of the main, one of the three original guitar players.
2: And isn't it like the brother of the lead singer? Or is that yeah, know yeah. young,
0: youngest brother? Okay. It was. It had its moments. It was pretty good. I mean, it was. It's. I can't say it's not the same because obviously, you know, I'm thirty something years old and I never saw the original band, but it's. Uh, it was good, but it, it was more like a tribute to the.
2: Yeah. I bought the real I bought the real deal. Their first album that wasn't, you know, the original Freebird when I was in high school. Like, it was like, oh, Free, you know, Leonard Skinner. And I think I listened to the old album like once.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, you know, it's, it was never the same without, you know. Yeah. Imagine that you lose like 80% of the band and they don't sound the same afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean it was it was good. I'm not saying it was bad, but
2: uh yeah. yeah. All right. Well, my other my other tool <laughs> of the week uh is uh Kling Spores uh sandpaper. Uh their disc, their 5 5-inch five nine-hole fit uh Festool Rotex 5. Um the paper is like super high quality and it's about half the price of Festool paper. Um so so that's my other my other tool. Go check them out. And they're not affiliate. I just like them.
0: But have you come up with one, Zach? I, I did. You guys want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear <laughs> Please. It. Uh, so actually, since I've been spending a lot of time on it lately, I'm going to go with my brand new anvil that I ordered, um, which I've had for a few weeks. I finally got it on a stand a couple weeks ago. Uh, there will be a video for that, by the way. But I got the 250-pound Fontanini, aka Rathole Forge anvil. And, uh, it's, it's amazing. I, I jumped up from a 70 pound farrier's anvil to the 250 pound, you know, tool steel anvil. And it f- seems like the metal moves itself on that thing. It's incredible, uh, what a difference it makes. So, um, yeah, anybody looking to drop two G on an anvil, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's, I think it's actually 1800, but anvils are hard to come by they're expensive uh even and it seems to me that the older and crappier and more broken they are the more money people want for them I, it makes no sense i mean it's it's almost nowadays it's cheaper to get a brand new anvil than it is to get an old one and and i know there's a lot of love for like the old uh you know fishers and hay buttons and stuff like that out there which are fantastic anvils but uh you know there's there's some good new stuff out there as well, but, but definitely do your research. Cause there's some, a lot of crappy anvils out there too. So,
2: so that's, I, I found the same thing cause I've been on the lookout for an anvil for a long time. Um, and in like all the flea markets and antique shops around me, they all want like collectors prices for them. And they're like you said, like, you know, there's a, what do they call them a, a wallow or where, you know, where they're like dished out from years yeah. and years of use. Um, and then I finally looked up anvils that don't suck. Um, and you can That should be a website. Anvils <laughs> that don't <that> suck.com. <laughs> <dot> <laughs> uh and I found yeah, they like can find some you know, lower poundage, they're not 250 pounds, but lower poundage um, from reputable brands that aren't crazy expensive. Like
0: there's some yeah, there's there's there are some good ones out there. Um, it just really depends. I mean, I think if it's something that you are not sure if you're going to get into it or not, uh, you know, even don't I don't know. I I think I can see spending getting like a hundred pound ish or yeah you know, seventy five to one hundred fifty pound anvil if you're just starting out and you're not really sure. If it's something that you know for a fact you're going to get into and um you're you're just going to stick with it, then save the money and get something nice. It's going to cost you you know, probably at least a thousand dollars or close to it. If you want something, uh, I'd say definitely over 120, 150 pounds or up. It makes such a difference. This is coming from somebody who, uh, used to do everything on a 70 pound farrier's anvil and going to this 250 pound anvil is such a huge difference. It's not just, uh, bragging rights or anything. It's just, uh, so much more efficient working on a larger anvil so but there are some good brands out there I mean the the one that I started out on is uh, NC tools anvil and the shape of the farriers anvil is kind of frustrating for ornamental stuff it makes it a little bit harder to uh, work around the horn because the horns on farrier's anvils are kind of flat on the top instead around so if you're trying to draw material out or uh, make you know concentric like circles and curves it's a little bit more difficult on but it can be done. And I've heard good things about. I think Texas Farrier Supply has some decent anvils, uh, and I think all of those are ductile iron, so they're actually not like a tool steel. Um, but there's some there's some mixed opinions on there. I mean, they're they're not bad, but you know, I don't think they're quite as nice as something with like a tool steel top on it. But there's some options out there. Pettinghaus makes really good stuff, um, which is owned by Rigid now. So. Well, I think that about does it for this week. We have beaten this dead horse to life.
1: What? Oh, come on. That was funny. <laughs> was it? Uh, uh, I, yes, in my mind it was. I thought that was a very good one, but apparently not. So I, I do want to say thank you to our patrons on Patreon, uh, particularly uh, Caleb john and uh, darren for being our top patrons of the uh, the month and uh, if you'd like to find out more about that you can go to patreon.com backslash creators collective also you can find us on itunes SoundCloud, google and wherever else you listen to your podcasts if you have any questions for us feel free to uh, send us and we will try and get those on the air and uh, that about does it for this week so until next time see you later later Thanks again for listening to the Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.